John. Mary Lee. Hey. Good morning. How's your day going? Good. Yeah? What are you doing? Trying to decide if I'm a paradox or not as I try and clean my office. Um, <laughs> How are you doing on that? Well, it's all offices are clean. Some offices are cleaner than others. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I feel like George Orwell this morning. <laughs> uh, are you separating? I'm Stuff trying to. Important? Yeah. Well, me, I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm in the middle of animal farm here. Um, mm. But I'm doing good. I'm doing good, really. Mm. Um, what about you? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I uh, it was weird. I fell asleep early last night. I was so tired, and then I woke up early because I fell asleep early. But it was weird. I woke up out of a dream <laughs> that that had gave me this realization that I was I got divorced 13 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just kind of like opened my eyes and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's really weird. It's a it's a strange realization because, you know, we're still very much a family. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's it's like uh, it was just paperwork that was filed, you know, that long ago. But I don't know. It, it's just I don't know. It was just kind of weird. But then I okay. So then yesterday I forgot to tell you that I found a penny at the farmers yeah. market. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I was like, oh, starting out to be a good day. Well, I was so tired I forgot to put it in my book. So this morning when I had that realization, I was like, oh, my gosh. And the trees were calling me. I'm like, I have to go to the trees. But then I remembered the penny. Now I'm like, okay, wait, just hold on. So I put the penny in my book. I, I flip over my book, John, and there's huge tree. And that was the message. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the tree... Let me see if I can see it. Um, well, you're aligned right up then. I mean, that's good. I am. Totally. Totally, totally. And um, yeah, it, it says it's where the life's magical moments unfold right in front of you. The trees. And I'm mm -hmm. like, yep, I'm coming. So I got my drum and I was going to go and, you know, play by the trees. Just, you know, kind of meditate, whatever. And then... Uh, I got sidetracked because I remembered that today was the other farmer's market that I didn't make it to last week. So I was like, ah. <laughs> so I said, I have to go to that one first. So of course I go there and it was really, really lovely. They have a lot more food. They had the, but here's the thing. So the, breads and things vandy camps vandy camps i'm like what <laughs> and so i started talking to her because i'm like who sells vandy camps anymore just like pork and beans vandy camps you remember with the windmill the windmill well, yeah blue but I mean, white look yeah vandy camps is that pork and beans isn't that pork and beans vandy i don't camps, pork and beans? there's all well um no well whatever maybe. all sorts all sorts of stuff yeah maybe but it was a lot of baked goods and yeah. um, okay. okay okay so anyway she she is the granddaughter of the founder and she oh, said boy right and she said that she landed on all the old recipes and stuff for these bakers she thought 
wow, I'm going to resurrect this, you know? So that's what she's doing. And uh, anyway, so we started talking and it was, you know, interesting. It was very sweet. And I said, well, I, you know, I just got, she was like the second booth there. And I said, I just got here. It's my first time here. Let me walk around and, you know, I'll come back after, you know, we exchanged. I had a good time, walked around. And then I thought, okay, so now I know what to buy. I've seen the whole thing. I'm going to go get my, you know, my shopping bag thing. And I got a book and I signed my book. Well, the first time I forgot that the first time I was there, you know, I asked her what she does and she's a dental hygienist. And I said, well, are you going to be leaving that job so that you could do all this? And she's like, well, she goes, maybe she goes, I don't know. We'll see how this goes, you know? And she goes, what do you do? And I said, well, I'm an author. And I was telling her, you know, blah, blah. So now I come back around and I buy cookies from her. And I told her that I found the lady, the manager of the market and I talked to her. And then after my purchase, and I said, and I have something for you. And I pulled my book out and I gave it to her. John, she almost started crying. Good. She was, she should. I'm, good. I was looking at her in silence, just looking at her. And she was like, she just kind of welled up in tears. And she's like, thank you so much. And yep. um, yeah. And it's like, see, my day is done. How it should be. How it should be. Oh God! People need to be able to show their emotions. Right. She's she's a high quality person. Right. Stick with her. Hang on to her. Right. And so again, I told her that I'd be back next week. So I'm gonna do a, a book signing. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had a hell of a good morning. I Jeez, did. I'm rattling around my office. You're out there pitching. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, and you know the farmers market is that one. There is all food. It's all food stuff. And I said, well, I'm an author. You know, I sell books. And she goes, well, she goes, we're not really supposed to be doing that. But she goes, but I want to help you. She goes, there's a yoga guy, too. That I said, I met the yoga guy. And she goes, yeah. She goes, you could set up next to him. And I said, okay. And, I mean, the whole thing was so smooth, so fun, dynamic. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's been a good morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrific. Yeah. That's great. Mm -hmm. It'd be fun. It'd be good. It'd be a fun environment. Oh, my and you'll gosh. have conversations, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's wow. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I mean, I, I don't want to put down bookstores because I love bookstores, but, you know, that's going to be kind of fun out there. Yeah. Unexpected, you know, you pull away from the the competition, per se, you know. Yeah. Is this an uh, this uh, this is in this is outside or is outside. this, uh, this is a tent show? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Farmer's yeah. market. And um, yeah, it's, it's fun. Eight to twelve. And I'll be there just talking to people and what I love to do. You'll have a great time. Yeah. You'll have a great time. Yeah, you will. That's mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Good for so, you. Good on you. Thank you. So that that That's was my good. morning. And um, I have, I've, um, I fed my crows this morning. Gave them mm -hmm. eggs. They like that. And then Hard I. Hard boiled eggs? Hard boiled eggs? Yeah. More soft. Not quite hard. Soft boiled. Do they open them up? Do you give them to them shelled or unshelled? No, I peel them. <laughs> They're so spoiled. I peel them and oh, I, I break them up. <laughs> Here, crowy crow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I put three separate dishes so they don't all fight over the one. Oh, gosh. Yes. I know. <laughs> God. All the signs of an old lady, I tell you. Jeez. Crows, crows will hide food. You know, they hide food from one another. Then mm. they'll go back and they'll move it. They'll actually go back and move their food. Uh. 
they'll hide it. They'll do a, they'll do a false hide. They'll grab something and go put it down, make sure everybody's looking at them. They'll put it there. And when nobody's <laughs> looking, they'll come back and they'll move it to some other place. <laughs> they are so smart. Well, that's funny because if they're all onto the same game, then why even why go there when you know what they're going to do? Well, the thing is that they're just that's what they always do. I mean, it's, I don't know what I don't know. I I don't I haven't talked to the crows lately, but I I do. I have the research supports all this stuff. Yeah, we have a we have a big crow research facility here in the Pacific Northwest, big mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And we found out that they you know they can use tools. They're very good with tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will get grubs out of logs while picking up sticks and digging them out with their beak. You know, mm-hmm. they're foxy guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I like, so. I like crows. I like crows. Oh, I do too. I just love them. I just love them. Um, yeah, so I'm still going to, you know, go play my drum with the trees and see what the trees have to say to me. But it's been a very productive morning. Good. Well, mm-hmm. we have uh, you, you, uh, this is the end of our contest week. So what do you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Sunday. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Wow. Well, what do I think? Yeah, you want to pick one? You want to pick somebody? Right now? Well, no, but think about it. Well, hmm. All right, you have to do that now. I don't do it now, but the one that's kind of hanging on my mind the most was um, Stevens. And the reason why is because it stimulated thoughts. And it it gave me a soft pitch for a good conversation. Everybody likes a soft pitch. There's no doubt about that. You know? Um, <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. That remind me what that one, what did that one say? Um, that one? I remember, it, I don't have it in front of me. I'll have to find it. But it was about, uh, can love be in levels? I remember that. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now I do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's, yeah, stratified levels, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't have it right in front of me. But, in any so, case. all right, all right. Yeah. So, we're leaning that way then, are we? Okay. We are leaning that way. And the reason, <clears throat> um, because, to me, the question means loving in levels, meaning depending on who you are. You know, or maybe I used to love you, right? I used to, but I don't love you the same way, which would indicate a level. <laughs> That's an interesting twist. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that. What do you mean? Yeah, but I mean, it just makes sense, of course, yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm too much of a Neanderthal to think of these things like you are. That's why I have you as a partner. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, and it would it would seem logical, right, to think that way, that we can love in levels. But wouldn't but but wouldn't that work also the other way around? Isn't mm. that kind of an enigma where it comes and goes? Like, like I used to love you, but maybe I don't love you so much now. But doesn't the love change? Like maybe the love even becomes more powerful but different, or the commitment stronger, or whatever, or what? I mean, is it... This goes back to yesterday's conversation. Yesterday's conversation, we um, agreed that love was not an emotion. And that's where you get levels from. Did we agree? 
Or did you just bring that up? No, we did. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, you brought it up and you said, ah, remember? You said, ah, yeah, love is not an emotion. I know, I know. I, I remember that. And yes, I agree. So 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 a love and emotion are two separate things. Okay? Right. So the so to answer the question simply, can we love in levels? Our emotions can be um expressed in levels. But love is not. So love is either is binary then either are or you aren't. It's either or. No. No, no, no levels. Lo- well, okay, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let me back up there. Say that again, because love is binary. You well, I mean, if emotion, emotions have levels, therefore love would have to be binary. You either love or you're not. You either, you either experience love or you don't. And emotions have levels. Okay. The thing that's binary is that there's only love. There's only love until the ego comes in. That's where the binary comes from. That's where the free will comes in. So then that's when, how do you choose to behave? Only in ego do the emotions come in. And then I will express to you how I love you. If I still love you, the depth of my love. So there is a connection then. Uh, to what part? About the emotions and love. Because well, sure. you are expressing a depth, your, the, the level of your love through your emotions. Okay. So love, I mean, love in itself is an expression because it's an expression of God. It's a creator. It's a creative energy. Okay. It's a, so if I'm the, the artist, I'm putting my expression onto the canvas. That's, it's an expression of love. Okay. That's, that's emotion? No. Emotions, okay, emotions are not the, oh gosh, this is so tricky because... I know out there we're saying that emotions, if you're crying, if you're laughing, um, if you're breathing, this, this, um, this symbiotic uh, relationship with breath, whatever the emotion is, if you're crying or whatever, is with God. You're taking that in. You're, you're, it's God that you're breathing in, breathing out. So whatever the emotion is. Okay. So. Love itself is the energy field of the creator. But we as human beings, this this suit that we have on, right, the physical, has free will. That free will gives us the ego. The ego, Satan, is the one who determines my depth of love for you. So like when we have a love-hate relationship, right, um, it, it means that I may treat you like shit one day. And the next day we're back to hugging and kissing and making love. Okay, but that's ego. So uh, Satan is the regulator of emotions? Yeah, the ego. Mm -hmm. And God has nothing to do with that? No. So look, okay, so this is like yesterday's conversation when we were talking about the stoic. And how yeah. the absence of emotion, right? To be stoic is to be absent of emotion. That, that would is right. Yeah. What? Well, go on. No, no, I'm listening. Go on. Okay, so the absence of emotion, which is 
when the emotions get the best of us, that's Satan at work. That's our ego. So to be stoic, what they're saying is that to, to almost be indifferent because love as the creator, right, is um, subject, subject to the other side, to how we behave. Because we're either pushing love away or we're attracting it. We're either being it, which is attracting, or we're not. Well, so being a stoic doesn't move the needle in either direction. What, no, what so a being stoic? a stoic, no, so being a stoic, what they're saying is like, don't let your emotions rule you, right? You have to be the puppet master. Your okay? own puppet master. Right. Your own puppet master. And so you're in this constant conflict between good and evil, therefore you don't do anything. You sit and stare at them. No. Wall. Okay, so that's a good point, too. You don't do anything. No, we haven't had the education to tell us what do we do. What am I supposed to be doing? If I'm, okay, if I'm in control of my emotions, right, and mm -hmm. I don't want to act out, but I definitely mm -hmm. do want to attract love, and I want to be mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. That part has been missing. Are we, are we, is this, are we laying down the cheese for the book here? <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I, Damn, I mean, you're, just, you're, you're so skillful. <laughs> it's just, it's not really that. It's just all roads lead to love. That's I know. it. I know. <laughs> I know I can't help it. I mean, it just you know, I you're like you're you're like the best invention of Madison Avenue ever with a pure heart. <laughs> Isn't it fun though? It's like it, it, no matter what we talk about, it, it's always going to lead to love because it's always the answer. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, so I still, however, am um, so. The stoic who I'm claiming doesn't move the needle. You're claiming if you can just get the book in front of the stoic, the, the game in front of the stoic, the stoic oh, will, yeah. will, oh, yeah. will all of a sudden lighten up, will light up. And, oh, yeah. but, but, he'll, but the stoic will, I'm not going to put a gender to this, but the stoic will then see a path, essentially, without having to be a stoic. So it's like you're freeing up the stoic from being a stoic, from stoicism. Right. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. <laughs> It's been my experience that people who believe in being a Stoic, okay, are about that, uh, are left being unemotional, unenthusiastic, and boring. Yep, and I agree with that. Okay. okay, okay. So, that being said, that person who is trying to be stoic by controlling their emotions doesn't understand that by default you're pushing love away. <laughs> I think that would be obvious. Yes, of course. And they'll well, deny it. it. Be... And, they'll, and they'll, they'll deny it because they don't. They won't believe it, but they'll deny it. Hmm. Right. You're, you're, the reason why you're you're pushing love away is because there's no energy. There's no energy to attract. So right. when you're being in even keel all the time and nothing moves you, it's like, you know, the rest of us are just like, I want to be excited about this. Yeah. And Yeah. And I want you to be excited with me. You know, I want you to celebrate me. If I do something good, celebrate me. You know, like for a woman, let's say, 
you know, pick her up and spin her around and say, babe, you did a great job. If he's always like, that's good. We'll see how that goes. Fuck that. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, don't rain on my parade. Mm-mm. Right. So go big or go home. Forget it. Right. right. You know, and the thing about women, women are so beautiful. Women, women are in essence, they are love. We all are. All it is. However, in the physical presence, in this, in this realm, a woman is the creator. She creates life. She gives life. And it is in her cells. It's in her nature to want to be expressive. So that's why, you know, she talks too much. That's why she gives too many details. That's why she wants to give the backstory. That's why she wants to, you know, be heard and not be told what to do or give the advice. Just let me express. Let me get it out. You know? And if, if um, now he may be a good balance to that and bring her back. It's true. However, when, it, when it, that's not what's necessary, she needs enthusiasm. She she wants to see participation. She wants to hear him, you know, believe in her, rah, rah, and let's go do this and whatever and lift her up. And when he does that, she becomes better. And when she becomes better, he becomes happier. So the sperm donor in this case has the benefit of, of, of the rub off of her happiness. That means that brings him up along then too. Right. Yeah. That's what, that's the, I mean, the explanation to happy wife, happy life. I see. Right. And when he starts, stops contributing to, you know, his enthusiasm for her, how beautiful she is or we you know the, whatever she made for dinner or how nice the house looks or whatever her accomplishment was inside or outside. When he stops paying attention, her light starts to dim and she becomes a nag. Yeah. But I mean this, I mean this explanation sounds like, you know, sounds like a black powder rifle to me. I mean, you know, the the woman in this you know she's the powder in the charge she's the ball and this poor bastard is just a bunch of wadges stuffed down the barrel. Um, I'm not following. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Try mean there's this, this, all this excitement over the the woman is all excited right okay yeah yeah so in a so in a rifle in a black powder rifle a flintlock rifle that's the powder. And there's a there's a round ball in front of that, so she's got all the she's got all the impact, right? And and the guy, you're, as you're describing this this poor guy, he's still more than the wadger sticking down the barrel to create the compression, um, or to keep it all in the barrel. Okay, like, you know, to okay. Keep the powder okay. in the barrel. Does I, I the guy have any more value in this thing? I mean, besides just make your make okay. your woman happy. Oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, I'm going to take that analogy. <laughs> I'm going to up you one. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. okay. What is the the single, that one single thing that men absolutely love to do? Men, in general, just men. One thing. About, is this, are you talking about sex at this point? I'm talking about what, what do you think it is? 
Well, it would have to be procreation. I mean, that's that's just God's right. Law. He wants to give that woman orgasm. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. And that's and men. I mean, they're physical. They 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 want that. <laughs> they want it all the time, and they want to please her. That's the beauty of it. He wants to bring her to her highest expression. It's a beautiful thing. Okay. It's like, okay, if that's what you want to do, it's 360 degrees. You can't just think you're going to go in and have sex and, you know, be a slob about it. It's just all selfish. No, it's a beautiful uh, journey to bring a woman up because he gets to be the best man that he can be. Mm-hmm. Like literally the best man that he could be, you know, in, in all areas. You know, he's he's the strength. He's the intelligence. Maybe he's the breadwinner. Maybe he's the protector. He's the he can be all the man that he can be. And then that excites her. And then he gets to make her express <laughs> in the highest fashion. And she wants it. So he does hold a lot of cards in, doesn't he? This guy. Right. He, he holds just them all. You just gotta know how to play him. That's right. You know? That's right. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. So okay, so, so let, let's all right. Now let's go back. I'm not sure we're answering Stephen's question in full, but to that point, remember when we were talking about the buffet table? Yeah. How, I mean, okay. So all the women are on the buffet table, and a guy will look at the table and he will sample all the things that look tasty. Mm-hmm. But what he wants is a meal, right? So in this, in today's conversation, we're talking about how he holds all the cards because he's the one that's looking at the table, right? Okay. Okay. Yes, that's right. But when you find the meal on the table that you want, that's yours. Now it flips. (laughs) Now she's got control. She's the one. And the reason why she's the one is because we have to see what he brought to the table. Men control the world. What do you call those plants that eat bees and flies when you land on them? What do you call those things? The Venus flytrap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like the table is a Venus flytrap of women. No, don't make it ugly. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. And it's very important to understand how this works so that we can get it right. So a woman, that meal that he's looking for, that meal, she has worked on herself. She has elevated her standards, meaning how she loves herself, you know, her intellect, her emotional well-being, um, you know, her, she's worked on her virtues. You know, you're looking at it going, that's what I need right there. Right. But she's going to identify you real quick. And so you have better have elevated your standards otherwise she will not pick you and you're going to be left to all the sugar on the table so is that part of the natural law like you know hens look like hens and cocks look like big fluffy blue and yellow feathery things and they run around in the field you know puffing one another up i mean hens lay down and they're very quiet and they're picking a male who's running around with his tail up and his feathers out and he's squawking and barking and stuff. 
you know, is that so? That's how it's supposed to be. That the that the the women are at the table like hens, and the men are running around flopping their feathers. And who picks well, who in that situation? Okay, it's always the same. It's always the same. In the end, women women rule the men. Men rule the world. Women rule the men. Okay, so now in that situation, this is why men want to, you know, wear the suit and drive the fast car and have all the money. Why? What is the end goal? Typically, it's to get the best woman you can afford. (laughs) Jesus, I'm not doing very good today. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you want to elevate, you know, because you're thinking... (laughs) You know, okay, just... here we go. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, it's great. Yeah, I love it. I love it how you put this together. I mean, you just you're building a trap. It's wonderful. <laughs> I can see why. I can see why you could. You, you don't have any trouble appropriating gender because you're good at it. You're perfect. Great. Well, <laughs> it's because it's so fun. The the you know the simulation that we're in is so much fun when you get to understand how it works. It's like, that's why it's called the game, because there's no other game like it. But you can relate it to anything you do, whether it's a video game or it's, you know, your pinball machine. It doesn't matter. You want to go out there and, you know, play ball. It's the same concept. And people right away go, the game, what does that have to do with love? (laughs) Everything. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it now. I see it. I mean, this is interesting because you're bringing the stuff to light that I haven't thought about at all. And I'm pretty familiar with the game. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I mean, it's, it's how you put this in context of these stories, oh, which mm-hmm. is, wow, this makes this week's thing pretty interesting. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's huh. why it's so fun. I'll never see a buffet table the same ever again, ever. Mm-hmm. Right. In fact, I might mm-hmm. even avoid it altogether. I mean, well, order all the cart. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that reminds me of the farmer's market again today. You know, they have so many goodies, right? All kinds of sugar, bakery goods, blah, 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 all that stuff. But they also have a lot of fruits and vegetables. <gasps> Shoot, I forgot the salmon. Um, what time is it? Oh. And then uh, anyway, they have food. But it's like, I forgot the salmon, but I didn't forget the muffin. Hmm. Right. It's cheap and easy and it's so it's so right now. I want to eat that. It looks so delicious. Damn. They have smoked salmon there too? I didn't see any smoked salmon. It was all fresh fish. Fresh caught fish, yeah. And uh it would look really good. And you know what else they had? Mushrooms. The guy had all the um you know, the lion's mane mushrooms. And the reishi mushrooms and all these other things that I learned a lot of stuff. You're not supposed to eat mushrooms raw. Why? Um, it, you don't have any health benefits in there. And it can actually be dangerous. Especially the portobello mushroom. But you know how they always have the button mushrooms that are sliced at the salad bar? Yeah. You're not, yeah, you're not supposed to be eating raw mushrooms. Well, so... Right. And a button mushroom is the same species as the portobello mushroom. And you're, I've never, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, okay. 
Okay, and the portobello mushroom, that is an alternative for a regular burger at a lot of restaurants. They have to cook it really good. You have to cook down that mushroom. Well, I mean, I've, you know, I mean, I have a lot of portobello mushrooms. I've certainly had them, and they're, you know, but that's a, that's an alternative to a hamburger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That it's delicious. I'm sure it is, but not that delicious. I if think you like so. Hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I don't. You can't tell the difference. But anyway, so I learned that today, kind of off topic, but about the meals. I went, but to, I a, didn't, hmm. I went to a big mushroom place on um, on uh, I think it was on Orcas Island, the San Juan Islands, and the, mm -hmm. the 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 guy, the the mushroom guy for the American San Juan Islands lives there. And uh, <clears throat> so we went. We went to his house. So we're going to this guy's house. Yeah. And there's no house there. There's furniture spread around in this field. And this guy's calling this his house. And he's growing mushrooms everywhere. And huh. uh, pretty good at it. Interesting mm -hmm. guy. Seemed mm -hmm. like he had his act together. But his house is pretty interesting because there was a couch there and a sink over there and a whatever. And it was all outside. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Anyway, this doesn't, that's neither here nor there. But that was just a experience i i think yeah okay so you have to cook all <laughs> mushrooms you can't you just can't eat a raw mushroom no matter no, what, huh? no you got to cook the mushroom down and mm -hmm. uh he said you got to cook it really good and that's when you get the nutrients out of it so you got to cook it in the in the thing you're going to eat like you got to cook it in the salad or in the whatever i mean what do you do you... well i asked him about the um the lion's mane and he said no he goes you chop it up he goes i put it in a pan of water, you know, like a little bit of water, and boil that for a while, like 10 minutes. He said then, when the water's all gone, he adds oil to the pan, and then he'll just kind of like stir-fry it or whatever, cook it, cook it, cook it. He goes, you got to cook the heck out of it, So and he, then you eat it. So he steams it off, or I mean, he boils the water off. That's right. how he cooks it. Then, right. he, then, he, then he, he puts the oil in and then... Firms mm -hmm. it up, cooks it, essentially cooks it then. Right. Yeah. Huh. Well. I didn't know any of that. Well, I didn't either. I I don't know. I'm not, yeah. I don't, I'm not a big mushroom fan. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I drink the mushroom tea, the mushroom coffee. That's pretty good, actually. Mm -hmm. It doesn't relate to this. Well, um, I did tell him. I said, you know, I've never, I've never eaten any of these mushrooms. I said, but I do drink mushroom coffee. And he looked at me and he smiled. And he goes, "Good for you." <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I got an attaboy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I do too now, and I you know, and I don't. I'm not a big mushroom fan, but I do too. You know what it's else good. I learned? I learned something else too today. Come on. So okay, so this guy's selling um, bone broth, and he goes, "You want a sample?" And I said, "Sure, I'll take a sample." And um, but I was familiar to me because they they also sell in Carlsbad. And I've had it there. But anyway, so he says he gives me a sample, but it's in a plastic cup in a little one. And it was piping hot. So I took just the tiniest little sip and I said, you know what? It tastes really good. I said, but if you don't mind, I'm not going to drink it. And he looked at me and I said, it's in a plastic cup. I said, I can't do that. And um, he goes, yeah. I, I said, what happened to the, the paper cups? He goes, they outlawed them. We can't do that anymore. And I said, what? He goes, yeah, they outlawed, outlawed paper cups, those little ones. So you can't do that anymore. 
we only have plastic. It's all we can do. Well, okay. is that is that an environmental thing about trees or something, or what was that? What's that about? Um, that dangerous not or what? really sure. It could be the lining of the cups. Huh. The Probably lining not. of the paper cups is really bad. Yeah, and that's why you think about it when you're going to Starbucks. All those paper cups. Nope. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, forget the straw. It's the cup. Well. I so know. What you, so, so what are you supposed to do? Bring your own glass, I guess. That's what I said. I go, you got to bring your own glass now. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I don't know that, really. Use well, my glass. the same thing happened. I think I told you when I bought the tamales from, you know, the guy at the market. And he put my hot, steaming hot tamales in a in a paper, you know, one of those paper little tray things. But then stuck it in a plastic bag. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, so I took it out, like, immediately, you know, and just vented my food. No, it's poison. Can't do that. So I won't go back. And he probably will never know why his stand isn't getting any people. And it's literally because people are so educated on what is poison and what is not that they're not going to do that anymore. Yeah, and I, so do you have an obligation to tell him at this point or not? You know, well, I told the, the bone broth guy, you mm -hmm. know, told him. And and here's another thing. I bought a, a pie, um, a Dutch apple pie. Peter said that looked good. So I said, okay. And I was looking at all the stuff. And in their sugar-free pies, I said, what's in there that's sugar-free? And it was the... Um, not Splenda. What's the other one? But another fake sugar. Mm -hmm. And I did not tell him because I don't want to be raining on everybody's parade, you know. But it was like, no, no, it's it's all bad. Poison, Splenda, whatever the other thing yeah. was, you know, it's all bad. I drop but... I I drop um, quince paste into apple pie to get the sweetness pretty well. Mm. Just mm. reduced quince down to um, paste and then. Put some dollops in there, and that sweetens up the apples. What is quince exactly? The fruit. It's a tree-grown thing, green. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people don't know what to do with it because they're really hard. You can't bite them when you you can't eat them raw. They're terrible. They're awful. Yeah. So people just throw them, you know, or or drive their car with them or whatever. If you go to a house that has a quince tree in it, the people don't know what to do with it. So you walk up and ask them, and they'll usually let you pick the quince, and so you do, and you take them home, boil them down, peel them, boil them, and reduce them into jelly, jam. Hmm. And that becomes the sweetener for just about anything you want. Toast. So you, really? So you, you mm -hmm. peel it? Mm-hmm. What does it peel like? Like an orange or like a banana? What? You know, you got to knife it off. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Oh. You've got to use got to use scrapers and equipment and stuff like that. It's not easy. That's why mm -hmm. people, nobody knows what the hell a quint is because they don't, they're too hard. It's like, it's like, let's go get a bag of rocks and see what we could do with it, you know. Mm. But it's really, but what you put in the effort, it's pretty good. And it does substitute for sugar in things like pies, whatever, and toast. That's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. I wanted to learn about that. I'll send you some pictures of what it looks like. <laughs> pictures? You send me some jelly. <laughs> well, it's hard. I'll be back overnight it to you. 
Yeah, because yeah, you got to freeze it. I free. I've got. I keep it fr frozen. Ah. Maybe I'll put a freezer back together. I'll figure out something. Uh -huh. Yeah. I, yeah you know what I want to make is guava paste. I yeah. want to know how to make that. Yeah. Look I'm not up. even sure I'm a real guava fan, like as a fruit, but you put that guava in pastries. And, you know, it's next level. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's the uh, pastries. I know. That's why I want, that's why I like my idea about the about the uh, the pastry company, the five proofs of ground. I think that's a great idea. I still think it's a good idea. Put together a pastry store that sells five things. You gonna give that up? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, I think it's a great idea. It is a great it. idea. Yeah, it is. All right, well then, go ahead, tell somebody. Yeah. Go do it. Yeah, the pastry store. One of the successfuls. One of the successful things in in any kind of retail business is a short plank menu in the food business. You don't want to have too many things. So, and Thomas Aquinas came up with the five proofs of God. So mm -hmm. the connection here is that you build, you put yourself together a little pastry shop and you only do five things. You only do five selections and you name your shop Aquinas after Thomas Aquinas and you name your menu the five proofs of God and you serve five things, one savory and four not. And I think that you'd have people lining up for one of the five proofs of God. Mm-hmm. And um, mm -hmm. when I showed up, when I show up, you'll pick up my tab for the idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great idea. It really is. <laughs> Especially with, uh, you know, I, I think there will be a lot of Starbucks locations available. And there, you know, I mean, a lot of them are drive-thrus. Yeah. Imagine, pick that yeah. up, man, and just put your five proofs in there. That's great. It's a great five idea. Proofs five proofs of God and they would be and so you know I mean nothing could come close because because I'm going to go to Aquinas is where they have five proofs of God I mean any one of those is you know is essentially <laughs> the definition yeah. of God they're that good it's godlike it's wonderful right. Right. made you know Aquinas has the through line to God the correct yeah. path direct and I'm mm. going to eat a five I'm going to eat the savory proof of God mm -hmm. and I think you would I think you would just go crazy I think so too. Yeah. I think it's a fabulous idea. Yeah. I'm gonna go. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not gonna do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got to write more books here. But I, you know, I mean, it's, I think it's a good idea. I don't want to put up with baloney of putting together. I don't want to do the retail. I don't. I, don't, I've been in the retail business before. I don't want to do that. I mean, it's really tough. It's all day, all night. You know, seven days a week. You're living. You're living in the business. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough deal. I mean, if I people do that, you know, small bars, taverns, small retail stores, tough. Well, tough yeah, market. right. Um, that's the, the beauty of the farmer's market. It's pros and cons, I guess. You know, it's like all these people are, are making their stuff, preparing for the market. And I saw the coconut people there, and I, I was going to get more coconut milk, but uh, – I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, you guys were up again last night milking all these coconuts for us today. Is this an everyday market or just on no. the weekends? Uh, well, it's just on the weekends. However, they're all over. I mean, we've got Laguna Beach. We've got, you know, Laguna Niguel. We have Aliso Viejo. I mean, and they are there, too. I don't know if they're over there at, at Laguna Beach. I'm not sure. 
But anyway, they're yeah, they're all over the place, which is good. I mean, that's all healthy. But still, it's just tough business. I mean, you've got to, you got to love the business. You got to love what you're doing. You know, like a cobbler, blacksmith. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you like you want to sit there and hammer on that steel, bang, bang, mm-hmm. bang. Mhm. Right. How fun! I'm gonna to get to talk about love all day long, next week. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Actually, I so I learned a lot today. I was looking around, and then I bought more. I bought almonds. Yeah, there's a problem. California is sinking because of the water that almonds require. What 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 are you doing buying well, almonds? That I oh right okay. So then I go to this you know this tent, and uh, it's very robust, which you know is always more attractive, right? And then they, the guy was sampling out the almonds with the dried fruit. And I mean, I could live off of that, literally. Just nuts and fruit? Yeah, I'm about it. And um, anyway, so I'm trying all these nuts, and I said, all right, well, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to get the, you know, the coconut. I got the coconut ones. I said, you know, I haven't seen almonds around much. I usually eat walnuts. I said, don't they take up a lot of water? And he goes, yeah, they do. And I said, well, where? He goes, there's no almonds in Southern California. It's all northern because of the rain, the you know, the weather there produces the almonds. And I said, hmm, okay. So I don't, I don't know, but. Well, I mean, they've measured, uh, somebody has measured, I've read anyway, that they've, I mean, they've lost, they've lost as much as four inches in the, in the plateau of Southern California just because of they're sucking the water out of the water table, trying to grow almonds. Mm. If that's true, it's ridiculous. Mhm. Yeah. Well, I haven't, like I said, I haven't been eating almonds in a very long time. It was almost like a new nut today. Walnuts are probably easier and just as maybe better for you too. Oh my God, I love walnuts. Yeah. Mm. I like the symbolism of walnut. That that two sides of this hole, you know. Yeah, it's good for your brain. I know. Yeah. It looks like a brain. Right. If food looks like something that's good for you, does that mean it is good for you? Like if that's a walnut looks like your brain, it's good for right. your brain? Yeah. Is that part of Darwin's uh, natural selection? Yeah, that's what they're saying. That, you know, if it, if it looks like this body part, that's what it's feeding. So what's a walnut good for then? What's, what's an almond good for then? I don't know. Hmm? Curing constipation? What's that good for? Crying. tears i don't know (laughs) well can you could tell you can tell you and i have a different perspective on that right (laughs) you see it as as apache tears i see it as constipation (laughs) oh well (laughs) and to our point you know perspective right (laughs) everyone's got one And oh this my is, God! Right, this is why we can't come together on love, though, because everybody's got a perspective on love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially uh, you know, being based on your experience, and your experience is directly related to what you know about love. <laughs> I suppose so. Of course. I mean, could that be cultural as well as ge- geographic? I mean, do people in various geographies know more about love than others? Is love easier in California than it is in, say, Ohio? Uh, I I don't know about that. I don't know. I would. It's a standard of living, you know. If depending on where you're at in the world, 
you know, it's you mate for life. And love doesn't really have anything to do with it. <laughs> you just made a commitment. And this is where we're at. This is what we're doing. You know, it, there's, no. there's really no focus or study on love. Love, you know what I mean? As an education. Yeah. It, it seems to be a natural thing. Well, I hope so. Although my no. friend Brian got 13 inches of snow yesterday. That's from insane. zero to 13 inches in one afternoon. That's scary. Yeah. Man. Where I mean, where are you when that 13 inches hits? That's scary to me. Yeah. Well, you better be home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. You might not get there otherwise. Right. A California girl, man. I'm, I just can't do that. Yeah. I just, well, I've been, I mean, I'm not a California person at all. I'm, you know, I'm a PNW guy, but, but um, I go down there once in a while. I've been down there occasionally. Yeah. I used to commute. I used to commute to San Diego. From where? Here. Oh. It was, I had, I had three stops, Fort Lauderdale, Seattle, San and Fort and San Diego. That was it. Boom, mm. boom, boom. I did that mm. triangle over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, that's where um, San Diego and Seattle are the two West Coast hubs for yachts, and then Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Fort Lauderdale is for the East Coast. Mm. So when you're in the yacht business, that's what you're doing. You're doing those three things. Wow. <laughs> you and your big old yacht. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cruise ship. Well, we built them pretty big. I mean, we were building them 150 feet, you know, and that's, I mean, that's considered small today. We were at 150 feet when we were doing it. And, and, and high um, up. Oh, yeah, many decks, sure. That's one of the problems with wealth. And no matter what you are, is that, you know, if you, um, the more money you make, you know, the bigger the boat, the, the, the less inclined you are to be boating. You know, kayak is probably, swimming is best, kayak is next, canoe, then a runabout, and up you go until you get six, seven decks, and then you don't even know what you're doing. Up there, you're managing mm-hmm. staff at that point. Mm-hmm. You're not yachting or boating. You're managing staff. Right. There's a lot of electronics going on and whizzes and radars going around and all kinds of satellite navigation gear. And somebody didn't take care of the pool and the bars empty and whatever going on. And where's the where's the steward? Get the steward up here. And where's the engineer? I need two engineers. Get up here. This yeah. is yachting. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why you want to know somebody with right. a yacht. Right. Where's the helicopter? I don't know. He's not here yet. We're gonna get the helicopter up here. Yeah. Uh, it's all management, and uh, and that's. You know, I was in. I was in that. I was in that league mm-hmm. of yacht management, and and I I started a company for that very for that very reason, you know, mm-hmm. to uh, to help these guys manage their big yachts because they didn't know what the hell they were doing. Yep. They just thought it was all about money and fun and, you know, the odd woman now and then. No, no, it's not that at all. It's about oil and grease and stainless steel and flitz polish and, you know. Ugh, that's way too much. I would have sit-downs with parents um, of stewardesses because they wanted, or stewards and stewardesses, because they wanted their children to sort sort of have an adventure, but maybe not go in the service right now. Let's have an adventure Mm-hmm. So could you arrange for them? We had a cruise service. Could you arrange for them to be a steward on the boat? Of course. Yeah, I'd do that. You know, give me a resume. Mm-hmm. But then I, you know, I would say, but, you know, 
this is a uh, a closed circuit small tube of men and women who are essentially plus or minus 20 years old who are living together you know mm-hmm. so you want to figure that out before we do this mm. before your daughter comes home pregnant yes. you know mm-hmm. are you sure you want to do this mom wow <laughs> wow yeah Mm-mm. We would have, uh, sometimes I would have, um, in the service, I would have uh, captains or somebody or, you know, whoever, crew members that that would not pay me, mm-hmm. you know, would not would not pay for the service, whatever it was or whatever it was. And I didn't know how to collect the money at first. I learned how to collect the money. The way to collect the money when you're managing a big yacht is you, you get to close in and you can, of course, you can come and go from big yachts because they are your, they are your thing. Mm-hmm. And you wait till the guy's taking a shower. They always get the money. And then you just walk down and throw open the shower door and pull his ass out of there and discuss it with him. Shit. And... John. <laughs> <laughs> and he somehow, somehow oh. loses a lot of his grip when he's all wet and naked. Oh, and my and gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like that life at all. (laughs) It's like anything else. It's a job. It's just a job. And what the owners of the big yachts figure out is that, whoa, this turns out to be a job. I didn't realize this. This was supposed to be fun. Mm -hmm. No. No. When you indulge yourself with money and you lather yourself with gold, you just become an electrical magnet for lightning strikes. Huh. <laughs> they're, yeah. coming, they're coming for you. Yeah, because then life is no longer simple. It's no, all maintenance. Oh yeah, life becomes a hundred percent maintenance. Yeah. I want wow. it. I'd like to have a car. Well, I should have two cars. Well, I should have a fast car. Right. You know, I should have right. a slow car. I should have a medium car. Right. I should have a convertible car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I should have all those cars. Yep. Or airplanes. Uh, my thing was airplanes. I had I had a few cars, but I also had airplanes. Now that's mm-hmm. maintenance for you. You want to get in a maintenance trip? Try that because now your maintenance is being regulated by the FAA. Mm. So you can't just maintain it. You have to certify it. Mm. Well, that's completely. I would hope different. so. Yeah. Yeah. So you're responsible yeah. for people's lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, at least your own. But uh, we had, my planes went up to, we, we went up to 12 passengers. So we had pretty big airplanes, mm-hmm. you know, now and then. And, uh, yeah. Hmm. Ooh, 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 ooh. Well, I, don't miss, I don't miss any of that. I don't miss any of that. None right. Of Funny how you could spend your whole life striving to have more and to prove to other people that you have more and that you can afford it all and this and that. And then, you know. And then others go, wow, you're so successful. Now, how do I follow in your footsteps, you know? But you're you're going right off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Go have your mm. brakes adjusted because you're going you're gonna to kill yourself in a minute. Wow. <clears throat> it's, um, and I, I don't think, I don't, I don't think that all people are that way, but I think the majority of them are because the most of them that I met were, were confused and, and didn't understand what they were doing and they didn't like it afterwards. And it was too much bother and mm-hmm. it did not make them, their family happier. didn't do anything for them. It was mm-hmm. hollow. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, you know, so I, 
you know, as you well, you know very well, I walked away from it. But mm-hmm. but um, it's uh, and then you're talking about ego. Now, I don't know if the devil is ego and all these things, but I mean, I had guys that were that were jockeying over the size of their chest. They wouldn't go to a meeting with somebody. I had one guy that was that was flying a, a Bombardier six fifty. Or I mean a Bombardier 600, and the other guy was a Lear 24. And when they met, they met at Flightcraft, and the you know the the Bombardier 600 would be like was like an aircraft carrier, and and the Lear 24 was like a, a patrol boat. Uh-huh. And they were these two captains of industry have got huge egos. Uh-huh. And um, boy, the guy in the Lear 24, he had a Bombardier 650 the following week. I'm not going to go to that meeting again without a great big airplane. Come on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. We are nose to nose, tip to tip, and wing to wing. Don't you forget that. Boom. You're not going to get one up on me. And my mistake was, as setting the meeting, is I didn't think about that in advance, or I wouldn't have had the meeting. I wouldn't never call that meeting if I realized I had a Bombardier 650 coming up against a Lear 24. It just wouldn't, didn't make any sense. Wow. Mm-hmm. You got to get those. You got to give them parity at the table. If you don't have sure. parity at the table with two great big powerful guys, you're making a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. No matter the outcome, the outcome is the main difference. Mm-hmm. Know what you're mm-hmm. doing. Know what you're about to do, mm-hmm. and who you're about to do it to. Yeah, you know. The circles and and okay, back to the levels of love. Obviously, there's the levels of money, right? And and you can have a lot of money, but it's who who you are. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of um uh the, what's his name, Doctor Botched or something? He does all the the um I guess he fixes plastic surgeon or plastic surgery that went wrong. Doctor Botched. No, Doctor Botched. Great yeah. Name. <laughs> well, that's, I think that's the show name, but that's not okay. his name. I forget his name. Anyway, right. yeah, he's asking Peter for golf lessons. <laughs> oh, that guy is really? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> I that's know. Good and Peter, he laughs about it. He's like, can you believe he's asking me for golf lessons? <laughs> 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 but I think what it is is he just, he really likes Peter. Peter's good at golf. He's, he is. But I think he just really likes Peter. So he'll just say, you know what do you think about this shot, Peter? Come over here and tell me, what am I doing wrong? You know, and, and Peter just laughs about it, but um, it's, well, a, it's true, a whole Peter. reality show. Well, Peter, I mean, that's just exactly right. Is it? That's what, that's what Peter was. Peter's learning. Uh, and I learned as I went through all this is that the very wealthy people are hopelessly normal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why they, that's why they react the way they do when they figure out what they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's and it's not all bad. I mean, I'm not going to say money's bad because money is you know money turns a lot of commerce. Mm-hmm. But 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 you need to understand what it represents. Um, it's like you know I want a new house and I'm working five days a week and I want I want four and a half yards or four four and a half acres of grass. Well, they're they're winning your weekend unless you can afford to have it mowed by a gang of sixteen guys. Yeah. They're winning your weekend right there. Mm-hmm. You're going to be mowing that lawn. So understand who you are and Mm -hmm. what you can do. I like, I love things to be within 23 inches of my head. You know, that's terrific. Mm -hmm. Reach out Mm -hmm. and touch it. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, we're coming up on the hour, so we should probably say, you know, congratulations to Stephen because I really did appreciate uh, his question. Yeah. Yeah, we've spent a whole hour on it. That's great. Very I don't good. know if we spent a whole hour, but <laughs> <laughs> it was good to dive, you know, dive a little deeper into, you know, the levels, quote unquote, of love. All right, so he gets signed copies of the game and deals Danger Destiny. Yeah. By the authors. That's right. So That's very good. So you're the one making the picks, so you're gonna to have to get his address and get it to me. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll get this stuff in the mail. Okay. So that's the winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner, huh? No chicken yep. dinner though, just books. Ding ding that's ding right. ding ding ding. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. So to recap that, there aren't levels of love. That's that's the ego telling me that I love you differently. But love is not an emotion. Okay, so love is an existence, it's an energy field. It's a creator. So there's no levels of that. The levels come when the ego gets involved. And now we're going to tell you how I love you. I love you. I'm just, you know, not in love with you. Or I just, I love you, but from afar. Or I, you know, it's like, no, no, no. You know, or you're downgraded. I used to be in love with you. Not really. Now I just love you. <laughs> how are we going to end this show? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, gosh, I don't know, but maybe we'll have to continue it. All right. Okay. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I'll see you. Bye. Bye-bye.